Good mid-morning. It is our Wednesday edition of Good Mid-Morning, and uh, happy St. Patrick's Day! Yes, this is our second episode, and my guest host today is one of Portland's funniest people, an amazing, funny, an amazingly funny stand-up comedian, podcaster, and sports fan, a true Irishman, Jake Silberman. Faith and Begora to you, Jake, on this fine St. Patrick's Day. How are you? Oh, Liam, 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 I'm doing well. How you doing, brother? I'm doing fine, just fine. Uh, it's, uh, it is St. Patrick's Day, and I wanted to start the show with uh, my, my top three Irish jokes that I remember. Um, okay, and, on me. <laughs> the first one is, this is, this is the first one, I, first Irish joke I ever told in front of a, a live audience. I think I was in fourth grade, uh, and it goes something like this. Uh, uh, <laughs> what, do, uh, what do the Irish sit on outside? Patio furniture. Ooh, <laughs> I like the idea that uh, in fourth grade you were already doing uh, various ethnic jokes. Yeah, uh, very solid. Yeah, I'm, well, you know, it's okay because I'm Irish. There you go. Yeah, right. this is your people. <laughs> um, the second one. Uh, this is a this is a great one. There's it's about a, an, an Irish family. Irish family lives out you know out in the country and they're a farm family and they they've never been into the city and and one day they get a letter that says they have to go into the to the to the uh, to the city to see somebody in the government, they have to go to the government building. So, so they get excited and they've never been in the city. So they pack every the whole family in the car and they drive down there, and they get to the government building, and the father takes the son. He says, "Let's go in here. We've, we've got business to do. Leave the ladies in the car," and they go into the building and they, they've never seen anything like it. It's just amazing. And they see the elevator, and the elevator comes down, and it opens up, and this little old lady gets in, and the doors close, and it goes up, and they watch it, and then it comes back down, and the doors open again, and a beautiful woman steps out, and the father says to his son, go get your mother. (laughs) (laughs) And the third... The third one is is a drinking challenge joke. Uh, a, a Texan comes into an Irish pub and he sets down uh, $300 and he says, I'll give $300 to anybody who can drink 10 pints in under five minutes. And everybody kind of just looks around. There's, ah, that's crazy yank. And uh, one guy gets up and he leaves. He like, walks out the door. Texan's like, oh, well, whatever. Give me a pint. He sits down and he's drinking a pint. And he's not even done with his pint. And the guy who left comes back and he says, I'll take your bet. Line up the pints. And the Texan goes, woohoo! And they line up the ten pints. And the Irishman just drinks them one after the other. Way less than five minutes. Like three minutes. And the guy's amazed. The Texan's just amazed. Oh, man. How'd you do that, son? I I can't believe it. And where'd you go? Where'd you go before you did it? And he says... I went next door just to see if I could do it. <laughs> these are good. These are good Irish jokes. Yeah, those are my my top three Irish jokes. Man, 
these are they're not you know they're not just dead out chings these are some these are little stories yeah you, you know i got you gotta love the stories you got yeah them. the stories are good i i love the stories uh it is saint patrick's day so of course we're drinking the entire time right you've got your whiskey and guinness classic of course yeah. yes you know me i'm a huge drinker i'm up at 9 a.m drinking with you liam so yes a special occasion <laughs> Um, so tell us about yourself, Jake. I know, I know that this inter this year was interesting for you for sure. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us about your COVID experience. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Let's, we'll just, we'll keep it at the word interesting. So I don't put my fist through a monitor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my COVID year was, uh, was quite interesting. I was actually supposed to move to New York city to kind of keep the comedy dream uh, rolling down the tracks. And that obviously did not happen. I was supposed to move there last June. So, you know, nine months ago. And yeah, just uh, thankful, I guess, in some ways that I hadn't just moved and COVID hit. So that was a positive. But um, yeah, that all got derailed. You know, I had this big tour, you know, this two week tour set up across um, America. Basically, we were driving me and a, a buddy of mine and uh, a filmmaker who's also a friend of mine, we're, we're gonna do a comedy tour across the country and film it and make a little documentary about moving to New York and you know just doing all these gigs. And so that was, I was really looking forward to that, you know, and obviously didn't get to happen, but um, we'll see what the future holds now. I don't know, New York is still whatever, you know, it's not great. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, my plan honestly right now is I'm looking to, to maybe like buy a van and move into that and just be like a van comic for a while. That's and... so that's, you know, <laughs> you're like the third person I know who's that's what that's their plan is to buy a van and I, then live I, in dude, the van. It's just this like, I don't know, it hits you at some point where you're like, I guess I just gotta live in a car for a while and uh, move on out to the road and, and try to make it there. Cause yeah, I don't know. I mean, you gotta just hustle. It's all hustle, you know. These like being an artist is just hustling. Unless you get some big break, you're just kind of like on the fringes of like always trying to make something else happen. I think. Yeah, and uh, COVID put the kibosh on that. COVID put the major kibosh on that. So um, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. It's 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 been weird. It's been weird to try to adjust and and do everything online and and try to make stuff happen, but. Uh, you know, like I said, I am thankful that I was not in New York City. That would have like absolutely oh man, yeah, sucked to just have moved there and be living with ten new roommates and, and sharing the pet rat. And, and that's you know, those are the people you have to live with for the next right. year. <laughs> yeah, so very glad that I'm in Portland and doing my thing here. But that that though would have been a very good documentary. Yes, yes, it would have been an amazing documentary. Yeah. Um, would have been sad though that it probably wouldn't have gotten picked up. It would have been on my YouTube channel. It would have got a thousand <laughs> views, and I would have just been sad and broke, and you know, <laughs> nothing yeah. would have worked out. Well, I'm glad that you're here. We're glad yeah, that man. you're here. Yeah. And uh, welcome to Good Mid Morning. Thank you. Uh, so uh, on Good Mid Morning, we are uh, we're we like to we like the music, and we like to have an album of the day, or albums, or music of the day. And today, it being uh, St. Patrick's Day, of course, we are our our uh, our album of the day is got to be an Irish band, and 
Uh, it is The Pogues, If I Should Fall from the Grace of God. This album came out in 1988 and is one of my... One of my favorite uh, albums, I think, of all times. Are you familiar with the Pogues? I'm not really, so I'm excited to to hear them. In 1988, I was one year old. So, no shit. Uh, yeah, I'm a little. This is a little before my time, but I'm excited to to hear to hear one of your favorite albums. Yeah, and uh, you know, this is uh, I, uh, the Pogues are an Irish punk band, and uh, they uh, yeah. They that it this is a, an album that I listened to a lot when I was a teenager. So, uh, oh yeah, because I was a teenager. Well, I wasn't quite a teenager in nineteen, or was I? I was a teenager in nineteen eighty eight. Oh shit! All right, drink well, to that, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna drink to that, <laughs> folks. Here is the Pogues. If I should fall from the grace of God. That was a title track off of The Pogues, If I Should Fall from the Grace of God. Folks, uh, hey, folks, check, on, check out what's going on in Podland. We have some great podcasts happening and some more on the way. Check out Fiddle Me This with host JT Trawick and look out for new episodes of My Three Songs coming out on April 20th. Also, don't forget to check out our DJ page with, uh, featuring DJ B.A., and uh, his show, Strictly Off the Records, and, all of course, my show, The Way We Get By with DJ Flash Gordon, quarterback New York Jets. It's all here, right here on Podland Productions. 
Let's move on now to, uh, I don't know, stuff that's going on in the world or, uh, you know, newsy type things stuff. Uh, yesterday, Jake, we, my, me and Joey, the co-host, were discussing magic mushrooms and, and their legality now. Uh, have you heard about uh, mushrooms becoming more and more legal? Yeah, didn't th we uh, we passed a law? Is it in Oregon or just in we did in Oregon, and then yeah. in D.C. they just uh, they just legal. I think they de oh they decriminalized mushrooms. They might have even legalized them. Um, Sh shout out to D.C. for not being a state, but still having the the foresight to uh, get those mushrooms legal. Good exactly, exactly. Are you a? I mean. Are, are, are you a mushroom taker? Do you do you ever partake in in? Um, I used to a lot more. I haven't done it. Uh, I think in a couple of years. It's it's like one of those things that yeah was definitely part of my like college years and then kind of like early and mid twenties and then you know I just sort of tapered off. Um, yeah. But not a, not a, not opposed to it for sure. Just I don't know. Kind of this like kind of don't find maybe as much time anymore to just take a trip to the woods. So. <laughs> uh, I've been, you know, I, I enjoy mushrooms because I don't, I've never taken the amount that, you know, I don't, I don't take big handfuls. I eat like a okay. stem and I get, you know, my body high and I get really giggly and that's, sure. and then, and I'm funk, you know, I can function. I can, you yeah. know, go through my day. It's called microdosing. Yes, it <laughs> it's called is. microdosing, the, folks. Right, that's the new term. That's that's what all the tech CEOs are doing, and you know, yeah. they're they're running boardrooms with a little bit of fucking psilocybin inside of them, and, and making the economy work. It's great, you know. It feels good, and it sure. makes it makes you happy. Um, give it a shot. So, uh, so it's interesting that you said that you did. Were you a pot smoker in your teens and and college? uh college for sure kind of the yeah kind of the same i didn't really smoke in high school at all and then yeah once i hit college i i you know was kind of hit that wave of my life became a heavy you know most pretty much every day for some years and then again just started to taper off and now i don't now i don't do it at all yeah. so I guess I'm just becoming old and, and boring is what's happening, I guess, as, as we discuss. I this. don't know. I think I don't know if age has anything. You're probably just becoming boring um, yes, because right, I'm older yeah. than you and I smoke <laughs> weed and do mushrooms. So, um, OK, so age it's has just nothing. Yeah. yeah, I'm a, like a young, boring guy is what's happening here. Um, and as I didn't start smoking weed um, until I was in my mid 20s, 25, 26. Okay. Wow. Yeah. When I was in high school or my early twenties, I I thought weed was stupid. I was like, no, you that wait. Were you drinking in your? Oh yeah. Oh, oh see, yeah. You were one of these judgmental alcoholics who were just yes. like, nah, man, I don't, I don't do that. You act stupid. Bullshit. Yep. That was me. Yeah. And then and then I was like twenty five, twenty six, and I I I saw the light, and I never looked back. <laughs> I mean, your sperm count's been dropping ever since, baby. Yep. Uh, well, you know, I didn't want children, so there you go, kill them. Um, another subject we talked about yesterday, and I, I want to um, let people know I will be bringing up subjects that we talked about yesterday, just because I want to get other people's opinion on on certain things that yep. uh, I find to be, if you know, interesting but uh, frustrating. Uh, sure. Are you aware of the uh, the Meghan Markle Oprah Winfrey um, 
conversation? Yeah, man. I talked a little bit about this with a buddy of mine. Um, I didn't watch it or anything, but you know, like you don't need to watch anything anymore because it will just be jammed into your eyes. If you spend any time on the internet, like it'll just be like, yeah, this is what is happening for everybody else. So here's what you get to see this too. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's like one of those things where you're like, okay, like it's, it sounds like it's a bad story. You know, this family's like kind of racist and they, you know, whatever, like, but like, it's also a story where you're like, why the fuck should I care about this? Like, yeah. wh- like I get it. Like, yes, it's bad that you're the family you married into, like ask some weird questions about what fucking skin color your baby was going to be. <laughs> but also like, why is it my business? Like, I don't have any, I don't know you people. I don't want to know you. I, the Royal family is stupid. It's a dumb tradition that, I mean, so it's like yes bad i'm sorry but also like why does the world need to know about this and why does the world have an opinion on this yes we get it there's that's my thing is like yes there are plenty of broke racist families that we'll never hear about in this country but for some reason we need to know about this english family that has nothing to do with our lives and we have to be like oh like we're so upset that we're surprised. We're so we're supposed to be surprised that the royal family is racist, right? Look at those dudes, man. I mean, like they're they're like in a deck of like like racist trading cards. Like that guy looks like a vamp. The one they keep showing, who I still don't know who he is, but he's like the really old dude who yeah. really, you know he looks like a corpse. Like Prince like, Andrew. That's Prince Andrew. He's married to the queen. That's the queen's husband. Oh my god, I did not know the queen had a husband even. Yeah. Wait, so wait, he's not the king somehow. Even no, he's because married he, to the queen. Well, because she was she's the heir. She's she was in, in the family and he's not in the family. Oh, so. he's not. Yeah. I didn't realize that's how it worked. I thought if you married a queen, you just became a king. No, no. Because then everybody would be marrying queens. Well, I mean, even so, if the, the if if you marry a queen and you still become a prince, that's a pretty good gig, right? He like, may have been a prince already, though. I'm guessing he was a prince already. You know what I'm saying? Like his, he was from a royal family as well, and then, right. I, yeah, dude, we got to get rid of these royal families. <laughs> this is so, we're in 2021, folks. Yeah, it's so I stupid. Mean, there are 16-year-old kids on TikTok who have more influence than the royal family. What are we pretending that this is like a real thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we have our own uh, our own our own royal families, you know, uh, like J Lo and A Rod, who are who are trying. They're trying to get their. Uh, they want to spend more time together. Uh, they want to spend more time in person <laughs> to figure out their relationship. <laughs> This is the this these are our this royal is the news. This is the this, news. This is the this hard is the news. news that you're gonna cover on this podcast <laughs> is various bullshit like fucking TMZ articles. Well, we could talk about North Korea. Uh, you know. Yeah, give me a dictator. Give me a solid. <laughs> throw your henchman and piranhas dictator. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the North Korea is is warning is is throwing out warnings again to to Joe or to the United States or Joe Biden, telling him he better not make a stink during their their annual military fucking bullshit that they do every goddamn time. Somebody, you know, somebody new comes into office and they have to go over and do military shit over in South Korea, and uh, and then North Korea 
says don't don't you do don't don't you do anything bad or we're gonna nuke everyone so yo we gotta get rid of that whole family yeah i'm 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 for the execution of both the royal family and the 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 un family yeah that would be i mean that would be good entertainment right there some families gotta go we need to be okay with that realization that some families just gotta go and we gotta put them in a ring and make them battle it out oh well the un family would definitely eat the royal family there's no way that they are not surviving that battle with fucking these little pussy ass english people but uh but yeah i am i'm just tired of like these new like this is yeah this like news stories revolving around like hey this crazy family that for some reason runs half the planet or you know whatever has all this power you're like dude just get rid of them just let it let feed them to the sharks let let's just make the world better or you have what's going on in uh Myanmar uh or Burma uh where the you know the military coup is happening and uh, and and protesters are being killed uh on a daily basis yeah, the uh, it's wild that uh, I mean it's 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 never good when protesters are like fucked with, you know. But it's like, and like obviously Portland and the U.S. has its issues, but it is wild when you see like, oh damn, this is like, like as far as I know, I haven't read any like stories about like a protester being killed this summer. I think there was one guy in Portland who got. You know, there's been people who've been like pretty badly injured. Yeah. But then you read a story and like, hey, in one week the, they've killed 150 protesters. Like, holy shit, yeah. this is like a different game they're playing over oh, there. Yeah, they're not fucking around at no, all. No, at all, at all. Yeah. Um, we're actually uh, Good Mid Morning is going to have uh our my actually my brother is uh an anthropologist and he is um focused on on burma so he's going to be a guest on the show to talk about what's going on oh wow that's going to be very interesting crazy yeah looking forward to that uh let's take a quick break listen to another uh song from the pogues our album of the day if i should fall from the grace of god Uh, this is one of my one of my favorite tracks off the album it's called fairy tale of new york you're listening to good mid-morning right here in podland productions Christmas Eve in the drunk tank an old man said to me won't see another one and then he sang a song the rare old mountain dew I turned my face away Undreamed about you Got on the lucky one Came in like ten to one I've got a feeling This years from me and you So happy Christmas I love you baby I can see a better time When all our dreams come true Christmas Eve 
That was the Pogues fairy fairy tale of New York City. Hey, while you're here on Podland, uh, why don't you? Uh, did you know that Podland Productions is on Patreon now? That's right. Now you can become a patron a patron of Podland. Just click on the link on our homepage and become a patron today. With your help, we will make Podland a content machine, giving you fun and interesting entertainment all week long head on over to patreon or just click on that button on our home page oh man we are back what is happening jake man i am just getting my day started you know i'm i'm getting busier things are slowly popping up um you know things are moving a little bit more out there in the world so you know actually uh i always have this tradition of every year at the beginning of the year, I go to the dollar store and I buy, you know, just a dollar like little uh, pocket kind of calendar. And that's where I would just keep all my 
show dates, anything, you know, just all the stuff I had to do yeah. regarding comedy. And, you know, it was just, I was like, well, I'm going to keep the tradition, even though not shit was happening uh, in January. Um, but now I actually have to write stuff down. I'm like, oh, like I'm doing this show or I'm doing the podcast or I'm doing this. So that is an exciting feeling to like kind of rise from the slumber of, you know, this yeah. last year. Yeah. You feel like it's coming back. It is. It's weird. I mean, I don't know about how you're feeling and where and kind of what you're, you know, involved with day to day, but like, do you kind of get the energy? And I don't know this is like a great thing quite yet, but I do feel the vibe, if you the pulse of the city and the world is people are like, yeah, it's done for us. COVID, we're, we're done with this. And because like, you know, within what, it will, less than a month now, like the governor opened indoor dining again and bars mm -hmm. and like uh, across the country, like sports teams have been allowing like a minimal amount of fans inside stadiums like the nhl and uh, nba has had like pretty small amounts like not even any that you really notice on tv but you know some people are there and yeah i i just get the vibe that people are like collectively decided like yeah we know it's still out there we know i could get it <laughs> not, not everybody has the vaccine but like the vibe on the street is like yeah we're fucking done with this shit dude we yeah. are done and especially here in Portland, any time that the sun comes out after right. after the winter, that yeah. that that vibe is is very strong. People are just right. out, and and I've noticed that people are walking around. You know, a lot more people are walking around without masks on. Like during the winter, everybody like everybody had masks on whenever they were walking outside, and now right. there's just people walking around. Yeah, no, and and you know, like. Uh, the bars you like you just walk by a bar and like people are on the patio people are in the bar they're drinking like i just the, the the energy is is pulsating through this town again so it's like fun and it's like oh shit someone's someone's probably gonna get sick from this but you know whatever yeah i mean we shall see i mean thank right you know thank god for florida because you know they're our barometer or whatever uh you know they they just they're whatever if 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 they start to spike in Florida, then we know that then it's not time yet, I guess. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Cause okay. you're, you know, I don't know like how much you read about this stuff or whatever, but I'm, my, I'm interested in like, so yes, like some of these Southern States that have like kind of never locked down or very briefly locked down. Like, do you know anything about like, did their numbers, go through the roof or were these lockdowns like not that effective as an actual like uh, uh like barrier to the to the virus um yeah that's actually up for debate because you know the, there's the california who locked down um who locked down completely basically right. for you know eight months or however long but um right and i think that they're the the numbers between California and Florida aren't that different, you know. But then you take uh, I think South Dakota, who didn't do anything ever, and they're fucked. They're like their numbers are, you know, they 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 are just they're in a world of hurt. Right. It's like so, and I wonder like how good the science will will be about like because so much of it is like yeah like california locked down but like did everybody listen or like like what what were people 
actually doing on the ground were they still meeting up with their friends and giving it to each other like it's hard to tell but i do wonder like what if we come out of this let's say in three years and someone's like they do a big study over a couple of years and they kind of track all this information and then they're like you know what the lockdowns didn't work at all like will people have to be like well i guess those fucking anti-lockdown protesters were right and like we owe them a policy because you know like we're not <laughs> going to admit that no. i feel like in this country that those people the guys who showed up with the guns at the capitol were like the on the right <laughs> side of history i don't think you know yeah so it's just a weird like i don't know it, it'll be weird i feel like it could be a, a thing that like really really divides the country still because people are... <laughs> well because if someone, if we never come around and say okay we were wrong then you like what trust you can't gain anybody's trust like well, they'll be like well fuck you guys even if we say something and we're right you guys won't ever admit it do you think that those guys with the trucks and the guns are ever like when if when and if science goes yeah those lockdowns certainly did work and masks actually do help do you think they're gonna go oh gosh you were right i guess i'll put my mask on uh no you're right the, i'm not saying it's gonna come from the other side but right. i feel like i'm just a person that you gotta you gotta go with the truth no matter what it is so like I don't think it helps anybody to be like, well, they would fuck us over, so we're going to fuck them over, you know? And right. You just end up in these same camps the whole time. Well, I mean, that's just, I mean, that, yeah, it, that seems like the Republican and Democratic. Uh, the Republicans sure. are willing to, you know, fuck you any which way from Thursday, and the Democrats are just always going to be, you know, the nice guy and, and say, oh, it's okay, or, you know, you know, it's just... And they, then mess, you hear baby. everybody saying that, you know, Democrat, they need a spine. They need a spine. Um, but then, like like you're saying, if they were the same as Republicans, then we just we what kind of country would we live in? Yeah, well, it's it's not going well, Liam. I'll tell you that things are things aren't going great for good old America. We're falling down and uh, we'll see. Hey, maybe we'll be the new North Korea. Who knows? You never know. That's true. Um, you mentioned the the July or July sixth. Was that it? The January sixth. What the insurrection? February sixth. What was that? Was it January sixth? January sixth. You um, you did a a movie or something that was taken off YouTube. Is that correct? Yeah, I went down. Uh, I make these videos uh, called Jake on the streets where me and a camera guy go to different events and interview people and kind of just do like, you know, I don't really know what you call it anymore. Like when we first started, it was like obviously just supposed to be funny and kind of poking like light fun at people or, you know, whatever, kind yeah. of having these funny little interactions. But then obviously when the pandemic hit, there weren't any like there were no beer gardens anymore you know to go visit it was like all politics so it became a little more like we went to the protests downtown in the summer we went to a proud boy rally when they came through we went to a trump rally in nevada we went to um and then yeah we went to this thing on january 6th down in salem that was you know obviously associated with the inauguration or the election and uh and yeah, so what what happened basically was that we put the video up, it did really well, and then YouTube took it down because it used the word stop the steal, which is like a big phrase that all these tech companies all of a sudden got terrified of. Um, so yeah, I, my Instagram account was permanently de deleted. 
and uh, the YouTube video was taken down um, off YouTube permanently as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a kind of a – I kind of got fucked over, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just kind <laughs> of – yeah, it's it's crazy. It's, there's a whole thing about it. So was there uh, – so just Stop the Steal was, it, like, people chanting that, or it was just in the video somehow? It was uh, – I used – because, like, I mean, that's basically what we were covering was, like, they were claiming that the election was – a fraudulent thing and that was kind of the the terminology they use like stop the, you know you kind of heard that by these people stop the steal and so we just we just titled the video that like jake on the street stop the steal you know and uh they youtube and these tech companies basically once that shit popped off you know when everybody uh ran into the capital in dc they were like freaked out and like we're like oh like we Basically, they just didn't want to look like they were to blame for right. it. So they were like, oh, shit, we have to get anything that uses these words off. No matter if, like, clearly I wasn't right. saying the election was stolen and I wasn't, like, participating in this 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 type of, like, a, a conspiracy or whatever you want to call it. I was just interviewing people who held those beliefs. But, you know, these companies, they don't have any, like, nuance. They're just like, oh, it's using the words. Get it off. Yeah. Uh, and and that's it so pretty bum big bummer you know because obviously like you work hard on something and you know it had almost seven thousand views which for me you know in a small video producer it, it is like a, a big it's a nice bump to yeah. have on your channel and then all of a sudden for it just to get deleted is 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 it sucks have you tried to put it back on in any way um, so I actually made a video if people want to check out my YouTube channel, it's just my name, Jake Silberman. I made a little video about it and just kind of talking about it to the, like, uh, just like, just, a kind of like a John Oliver piece, mm -hmm. just talking to the camera kind of thing. And we just explained what happened with it. And, uh, we just, I put it up on Vimeo just to have it somewhere. Um, but I'm not going to re-upload it to YouTube because I don't want to risk my like whole channel yeah. getting getting taken down you don't want the heat can't have the heat dude i mean it's fucking sad but you like need these big companies to like to make it in in entertainment and comedy like you just can't you really can't be without them isn't, isn't that isn't that crazy like that yeah like, it's nuts i mean it used to just you had to just work go out there and work all the time right and now you yeah. have to go out there work all the time and do all the social media stuff and it's really i mean it's it's sad, but it seems like more and more of the social media stuff makes more of a difference than like the funniest person in the room. Like really as well. Oh yeah. I mean, there's people who blow up just because they have a huge social media platform and they're good at social media. And it's like, they might not be the funniest, but they, it's like, it's all about numbers. Like if you can tell a comedy club, Hey, I have 2 million followers on Instagram. They're like, Oh, well you'll sell out the club versus funny guy x who has 10 followers they're like yeah. who cares you could be the funniest motherfucker in the room but no one's gonna see it so fuck off you know so it's sad and and anytime a new app or a new thing comes out you have to be you know like oh you got to be on tiktok you got to be on clubhouse you got to be on, it's like dude i don't care about this shit i don't want to be involved in this shit you need to get a social media person that just does Thanks. all your social media for you 
right if i had the money dude that like that's what i exactly what i would do i would just be like here's here's the shit i did this week edit it cut it up put it on the apps and fucking leave me alone i don't want to do it yeah but you got to be rich to already have that opportunity you can't do it as a as an up-and-comer that's so true like all the things that you got you know gotta have to succeed you need money to succeed. It's yeah. yeah. The, you you got to have money to make money. It just, it's just, it's, it's, it's as old as time, baby. You yeah. Like, the rich get richer and you know, the rest of us, you just gotta like hustle and try to figure out new ways to get shit done. So, uh, we were talking about comedy coming back. Um, you say you, you there's, there's shows coming back are more Portland, Portland. Is there more Portland comedy going on now? Yeah. Like, so, it's very light still, you know, because obviously, like, you can't really have a, a show inside at a bar because bars are so small that it won't really be worth it for the socially distance and, and limits. Like, you could have, you know, it's not like most bars have spaces where you could have 200 people no during normal times. So during the, you know, yeah, you can have whatever, 50. So yeah. bar indoor bar shows are not happening I think what's going to happen this summer and what I've been telling comics that I think we should all try to do is just start like either outdoor patio shows. Like if a bar has a good patio, because then people feel safer, it's outside, it's circulated, you can socially distance. And so I, I have a show right now that's happens. It's currently running as a weekly, but starting in April, it's just going to be a monthly at least uh, at the Alberta street pub. And that has a nice patio and we're doing that outside. It's uh the last the next two Sundays in March and then we're just going to do the last Sunday of the month uh, in April for the show but so I think those things are coming back um I'm a little nervous because like obviously like I don't know the next time like you're going to be able to go see a band indoors you know or you're going to yeah. be able to see a comedy show indoors because these socially distant shows like it's just it doesn't really work for entertainment like you kind of just need the whole room because you can't fit that many people in a socially distant small bar you know so uh, i'm a little nervous about that i'm also a little nervous about like you know what these venues will want to take on for any type of show because like right now at least and who knows how things will change but like bars don't really need entertainment because people are so starved to go out that <laughs> as long as you have a fucking itunes playlist going on like they just want to drink and be out like they don't care if there's entertainment you yeah. know whereas bars used to be like oh shit like tuesday night's slow let's get a comedy show in here let's get a, a fucking band that we can you know whatever yeah and i really don't know if these bars are really going to see the need for that because they're kind of like what's slow nights we, we don't have slow nights right now people are fucking so ready to get out of their house and drink and spend money that they don't need some other reason to come out yeah i uh, but I, I do think that people are also itching for uh live entertainment um because yeah i know that I, people are tired of fucking watching shit on their computer totally and and that's true and, and the people who have come out to my comedy show have been stoked about it like they have been and they've been like this is awesome i haven't done anything like this since last march but it's one thing that if audiences want it it's another thing if bar owners want to like have you know like because the venue owners are the people that we got to worry about. Like, do they want it to come back? Cause we're all reliant. Like 
on these basically these bars and these venues like basically seeing it as a good opportunity for their business because if it's not then it's they're not gonna they're yeah. gonna have us but there are some stuff coming back there's some outdoor open mics coming back there's a couple shows that are safe and distance that have come back but um and it feels good it feels good to get out because you know i've been doing comedy for like i mean i guess eight years technically but i just lost a whole year so you know seven years of doing it um and so it was weird to and i hadn't taken more than like a a week off at a time really since i started uh and all of a sudden to lose eight months is was crazy so yeah. it's good to kind of be knocking off the rust again and and slowly building the act and building your chops up again but it's it takes time i was going out you know five six sometimes seven nights a week doing comedy multiple times a night and then to be going back to one or two spots a week is is just not the same yeah and as far as like the creativity goes was i mean covid as i i think for a lot of creatives it it was it stumped it stumped people it it kind of you know yeah just kind of put their their whole creative world on pause or there was people like me who I was just scrambling like to do anything creative I could, like especially in the first three or four months of, of it. I was right. I was just trying to get projects done. Yeah, I think it depends from my advantage, like vantage point. It seems like it depended on what type of artist you were, because there's some artists that, you know, yes, like it's obviously like the, having the public is 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 nice and it's a benefit. But like if you're like you know, if you're an illustrator or a musician, like you can, yeah, you can't play like live shows or whatever, but you can always like practice and do, you know, I am sure there's bands who cut a whole album during this thing, you know, yeah. because they could practice with each other and they don't, yes, it sucks that they can't do live shows and make money that way, but they at least can put music out and same with, yeah, like uh, any type of visual artists, painters, sculptors, those types of people, I think, probably didn't feel it as much but like for comics especially i mean dude the whole art is in front of people like yeah. once that goes away the art form doesn't really exist anymore and people tried to do these online shows and i just i wasn't a fan of those i didn't like them i you know a comedy show through zoom to me is just like not what I am interested in and I don't really feel like I'm that good at doing it in that way. I am sure some comics learn to be good at zoom comedy, but it was not something that I wanted to do. So well, you, I did. Yeah. You do more crowd work. Uh, I though. do a lot of yeah. crowd work. I, it's very important that I have like a real live audience in front of me uh, to get kind of a vibe of the scene. And, and I don't know, like, it's just, that's not what I'm interested. In. I do not want to do comedy through a fucking computer alone in my room. Um, and I don't think it really even honestly translates to being a better stand-up that much. I mean, maybe you can test out a few jokes, but I don't really know what you're gaining. So I, 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 I do three podcasts. I started podcasts, which kept me busy. Um, I did, you know, obviously was like I was mentioning, I made these videos where I was going out to these things, which were crowded. You know, I was wearing a mask and stuff, but there was some risk in doing that. But I did go to these political events and those helped and I got some some a little bit of traction for doing those videos and you know so i feel like i had an okay you know I, I i had an okay like i would grade myself as like you know average maybe as producing stuff and making stuff happen 
I didn't like write my fucking novel. I didn't write a screenplay. You know, I didn't do like a major, major project, but I did do enough that I felt like there was some growth this year, which is all your, I think you could really ask it yourself. Yeah. Like I did, I, my YouTube channel grew. Um, I have ideas for projects that I want to do now. So that, I'm okay with, you know, but yeah, obviously you could, it's like, as a creative person, you always want to be producing like more stuff. So you're never really happy no matter what I think. Yeah. Uh, agreed. You know, agreed. Well, let's take yeah. a, let's take another little break here and uh, listen to some more Pogues and then we'll uh, come back and do a little wrap up. Cool. Here is the Pogues doing, uh, this is a medley of, the Recruiting Sergeant, The Rocky Road to Dublin, and Galway Races. You're listening to Good Mid-Morning right here on Podland Productions. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was the Pogues doing the medley of the Recruiting Sergeant, the Rocky Road to Dublin, and Galway Races off of the album, If I Should Fall from the Grace of God, our album of the day. Check it out. It is St. Patrick's Day, so it's a fine, it's a fine album to, to, to check out. <laughs> um, Jake, what else is going on? You've got, uh, so do you, you've got shows coming up. You've got... I do actually. Yeah, I got some shows coming up. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, my show at the Alberta Street Pub is called Comedy is Everything. It's a free show. Uh, you know, we just ask for donations to pay the comics at the end. But uh, that's uh, Sunday, the 21st. And then Sunday, the 28th, um, uh, doors at seven show at 730. It's outdoors, socially distanced. You got to wear a mask unless you're eating or drinking at your table. Uh, and people have really been digging it. And then yeah, I have stuff. Uh, kind of like a little bit outside of portland on the road i'm doing a gig in dallas uh, oregon i'm doing a beaverton thing i'm doing something in medford i'm going out to seaside things you know probably where they don't give a fuck about COVID as much so it's probably more dangerous but i was actually just gonna say like uh, i know <laughs> seaside and places like that are pretty loose yes they're they're looser on their they on their are looser so that's the game that you got to play if you want to be back at your art form you have to put yourself in some type of risk but i also feel a little more you know more and more people are getting uh, the vaccine uh oregon had some of the lowest cases in the country yeah they have um so it does give me a little more confidence i guess to do some of these gigs in oregon versus yeah like a texas or south dakota or someplace there were like higher spikes so you know and again like i just also feel like at some point you can't you just can't stay inside forever you kind of have to fucking make something happen for yourself or you're just gonna kind of get left behind so it's it's not an easy decision and it's tough that some people you know if they do have like major health concerns and i get not going out but you know do you, you wear know, a mask? Do you know you of uh, do you know of uh, comedians who have who are who are kind of just like I I I can't work because of, like they're just not even going to try until until everyone's I know, vaccinated. I know a couple for sure, definitely in the local scene who I know haven't made any any type of appearance because yeah they have uh, like some type of medical concern basically that if they got COVID they potentially would have some like serious serious consequences so i do know a few few comics and i'm sure you know in every scene there's definitely some who are just kind of refuse to to participate until it's like a hundred percent back and i and you know and i you know whatever you got to respect that decision too but um you know it's i'm not like advocating like go into a comedy club at full capacity with no mask on like there are i think there are certain things that we've learned about covid that it doesn't it spreads in certain ways and not in others that i think it's a little it's it's not as uh some of these situations aren't as dangerous as we thought they were six months ago basically yeah yeah so awesome 
Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So, well, hopefully we'll be able to uh, have. I mean, you're gonna have. We're gonna have you back uh, again. Yeah, you're coming back. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, plan the plan until uh, until you until, until you can't. Until I can't, baby. That's, yeah. that's the way the world works. That's awesome. So Wednesdays are going to be, you know, we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of different things. You, you're also a huge sports fan. Uh, we didn't I'm even, we didn't even guy. touch on sports. We didn't even touch sports. Yeah, I mean, you and I met because of the Portland Pickles. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that as it gets nearer. And yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a sports guy, so I always have stuff to talk about sports with. So yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to the to the pickles this year. Last year was a very disappointing. Uh, right. Both you and I, I think we made it to the first and the last game, and that was it. That um, was it, man. And then I think, and I'm I'm looking forward to this year. I, you know, even if it's just a smaller smaller crowd, I mean, it can't be any smaller than it was last year. So uh, not at all. And yeah. it's going to be at the walk, so that's going to be nice. Right, I can actually bike there instead of trying to hustle a ride down to Salem. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yep. Um all right. Well, um I'm going to say we're probably going to finish it up with a song. Uh on tomorrow's show, our guest host will be the fantastic artist and musician from Portland's own punk group, The X Kids, Mia Chavez. Uh we're going to have more stuff to discuss, more music to listen to, more fun to have. Join us right here on Podland Productions at 9 a.m. for Thursday's edition of Good Mid-Morning. Jake, I will talk to you next Wednesday, right? Yes, sir. Fantastic. Folks, we're going to finish it off with the broad, majestic Shannon from the Pogues album, If I Should Fall from the Grace of God. You've been listening to Good Mid-Morning right here on Podland Productions. Song that was pure as the breeze and around me in the glen of age. I sat for a while at the crescent finner where young lovers would meet when the flowers were in bloom. Heard the man coming from the fire at Chiron, the hearts in temporary wherever they go. Take turn and dry your tears, babe. Take my hand, forget your fears, babe. There's no pain. There's no more sorrow They all gone Gone in the years Sat for a while But a gap in the wall Found a rusty tin can And all her ball When the cards been dealt And the rosary called And a fiddle flint shanty And the next time I see you We'll down at the grace There we went for stupid to laugh and it's useless to fall For the rusties and cannon all are you There's no pain, there's no more sorrow